welcome back to the Hold That Podcast podcast. Everybody, it's great to be back with you. I'm Chris Branch, your host, along with Brody Miller, my co-host. We are both of The Athletic. Brody, it has been a month. How are you? I am doing well, but I, I think you asking me that is almost nonsense, considering uh, my life is the same and you are now uh, responsible for a child. So walk our listeners through the last month of, uh, of your life. For those who do not oh. know, Chris, is the reason we have not recorded for a month, and I know I lied to you guys and said I'd record and I never did, but Chris has been on paternity leave. He is now a father. I, I am. It is. It is. You know, I, I like to tell people that all the cliches are true. Um, nice. It is. I, I, I'm not getting any sleep or much sleep. I'm sleeping in short stints, um, but it is hard to imagine my life before uh, my daughter was here. So uh, it is honestly really great. I I can't complain a bit. Um, she she is in wonderful health. You know, uh, we're having a good time. It's it's a learning experience every day. But man, I. At this point, I am just embracing for her to either love LSU sports like me or her to make fun of me and call me yeah. stupid for liking sports. And I'm either embracing one myself for the latter. Yeah, yeah the latter's still it, a fun little thing, you know, like a little bantery. Like, ah, she pretends she hates it, and then like, but she still went to the game with you. You know, you're going to have your game. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't wait for that phase where she's like, oh, I want to go. But then sometimes she's like, oh, did your sports team score the points <laughs> play? She just heckles you. Yeah. I know. I'm going to be like, you know what? This is paying for your education right now. That's true. This is what I do for a living. Anyway. Um, I'm I'm a little worried about your reference to, you know, the different, like, you don't remember life before. Because I'm just like, now are you going to, like, when you see me out, are you just going to be like, you know, like, turn to to Katie and just be like, that was a different time in my life. You know, like, I'm just like a different phase. Oh, that's when I was young. Brody? No. He's a child now. (laughs) Brody, you were one of the few people to see this child in person. Uh, That's true. So, so you you should be thankful. Um, I do <laughs> want to talk about an almost equally as big storyline, though, to divert here, is Brody That's Miller's mustache. Ha- oh, God. The talk of SEC Media Day. It really uh, did take over a, a little bit. Um, what, what was the feedback like? Uh, honestly, I'm a fan. I received mostly good feedback on my end. I will say that That's was... Good to hear. Um, yeah, uh, my father said, "What the hell is up with the mustache?" Um, That's tough, but fair. He's he's gonna come around now. It's well, a, it's a great look. I appreciate I appreciate that. First off, you've been a uh, you've been a number one. Like you've been in on Mustache Island from actually literally day one. I, I, I think I sent you I, a picture, I, yeah. and you were like the person I usually go to to be like, be honest, is this awful? And you're like, <laughs> not bad. Um, I'm rocking it. I feel like 65-35 ratio, which I'm happy with, of yeah. good to bad. Um, and also there's an element of like, and I really do believe this, the people who use like have been like, ooh, or like, what the hell's that? Are you like one kind of people that like they're tattling on themselves, you know, like, oh, so that's like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just that kind of person that would be like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's actually somebody I didn't really care their opinions. This this adds wow. up. And, and like, and I'm not just saying that after the fact. It's like, oh, yeah, like chicken or the egg there. And then the people who I like actually would care about their opinion, they've been like, nah, man, it works. It's fun. And I'm just like, and also there's a difference discussion. And like, there's some people who are like overthinking it. And it's like, guys, this is for fun. I am not walking around in this being like, this is like my look. Like, I mean, I don't know. It might be now, Brody. I was going to say. It might be part of the brand. We had a lot of fun with it at Media Days. Uh, I was going to say, can you give me like two reactions from... 
uh, maybe famous to semi-famous people at <laughs> SEC Media Days because it's a hub of coaches and executives and media members. Like, uh, did you have any funny interactions with uh, famous people about your mustache? Well, the main one, and to be clear, I have never actually spoken to this man in my life, but Eli Drinkwitz is walking by me in a hallway. It's basically just me and him, no one else. And he just like Missouri head coach for people who might not know who Eli is. And basically just like yells across to me like, hey, just like walking quickly, man. Just like, hey, nice stash. And just kept walking. And I'm just like spending the next five minutes of my walk through the hotel just being like, is that sincere? Is that sarcastic? That's (laughs) I'm not going to sleep tonight trying to figure out that. But that was the main one. Uh and then I think the other, which I don't, I wouldn't call him. Well, he's a little, he's famous, but the most fun I think was going on with Andy Staples uh, on the podcast Monday night. And for some reason, I guess he wears aviators, which is its own choice. And he was already saying I look like a cop, which I don't agree with because I have too much of like a <laughs> just unintimidating baby face to ever be construed as a cop. But he put the aviators on me, and it was like, oh god. This is real. Like, that's actually what I genuinely, with the mustache and aviators, look like a cop. And I'm like, God, I don't hate how it looks, man. Ah, put those, no, I walk not, around in those the, shoes. Um, you're, you're not the, uh, you know, <laughs> you're not the, the bad rep of a cop to me. To me, if I saw you in a police uniform with those aviators and that mustache, you'd like fit in on Stranger Things or something as Ooh, like a, okay. a deputy yeah. in a small town that people, you know, I love Brody. He's a good man and he, he looks out for this community. The affable kind of, but like maybe make some mistakes, Scott. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then you, you come through in the end, you know, ah, it's okay. like, it's like, we haven't had a murder in this town for 74 years. It's like, <laughs> then I fumble my way through the case. The I'm not re- yeah. I'm not ready for it. I'm fumbling my way through it, but then I come up and get the courage at the you, end. You, you no, figure I, it I, out. Yeah. You figure I, see it out. It. I see it. Okay. Yep. That We're place. working here. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that, Great stuff. I love the stash. It is Thank the, you, man. The, the purest of off-season content, too, from a selfish uh, content consumer perspective. So, um, Do you yeah, think Brian I, I, Kelly ever had a mustache? Yes, absolutely. See, I, I part of the reason I ask this is I have like a working theory that like seven out of every ten men between, I don't, I'd say 50 to 70 sounds about right, were mm-hmm. ha- had a stash in their wedding photo. It is a working theory, but yeah, about 50 to 70. I mean, I'm talking like my dad had one, my uncle had one, Paul Maneri had one. Um, there, I'm for blanking, but there's another football coach I know had one. Like, there's a whole run of just like people in that era that like probably got married in the 80s, maybe late 70s, and they just all had a mustache for like that phase. And they had a mustache for much of their life but for some reason the most important photo of their life they all have mustaches and i'm just fascinated by this so i was I wondering that. if you think brian kelly fits uh i think he does i i think he, he would i mean um i would love to hear some listener feedback a on birdie's mustache and b um your opinion on brian kelly with a mustache uh if anybody at lsu is listening you can slide into my dms with a photo some info please please do that that would be great um i think i I'm into the mustaches. You know, I, I have a full beard. Um, I'm not going straight mustache probably ever. Uh, but like, I'm almost like jealous of the mustache. Look, I think it looks good on, on most people. So you'd rock a stash, man. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, 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 I like my beard. Your beard's been, yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's, let's do segue a little bit off of Eli drink with Tennessee media days. Uh, let's do a quick recap of LSU right now. You know, we, 
we haven't been on in a month and uh, I, I told my bosses this I really picked the perfect time in the sports calendar to have really a child did. because there's this is literally the deadest two weeks right now of the sports calendar um, and we were talking before we recorded about how th- there are some minor updates to LSU but we're really at the same point like major storyline wise that we were you know when the team broke spring practice uh, so it, can you catch up everybody who hasn't really been plugged in? Um, a couple things that I want to talk about is Keishon Bouti, and I want to talk about the re- this recruiting run that Brian Kelly has been on and the nuances of that because there's a lot of upset people. But let's start with Bouti. So the last time we checked in on Keishon Bouti, Brian Kelly was kind of doing slight digs at him in the press. He's publicly about, calling him out, yeah. But, you know, it's something about a buy-in. You know, he, he wanted to see a little more from Keishon, and we really haven't seen much since then. And I remember, I, do you remember the panic then that Keishon was going to take that and he was going to transfer? He was going to get an NIL deal from, insert, rival here, Alabama, Georgia, whoever, and leave because, and Brian Kelly was going to run off LSU's biggest star. And the opposite has happened, Right. It's true. Yeah, I, I think and, and credit to Kelly, he even it, like publicly admitted in one of those caravan events they did in, uh, I believe, May, basically saying like, yeah, I was like, because I didn't have the chance to talk to him often in person. That was my way of basically trying to light a fire under him. And he was because, yeah, I mean, one, Butte was hurt at two surgeries, but he just wasn't really showing up to stuff. NIL was taking over, and that wasn't nothing. And I think after that, you saw him around at every practice. You saw him, which he wasn't practicing, but he was still there. He showed up for stuff. Even seeing him at one of the camps in June, he looked like he, he was kind of looking, again, this stuff can get silly, but looking a little like chubby in, in some of those March photos. And then like you see him in like June, July, and he looks fit again, boots off. So, and then to see him get number seven, as you know, which right. is obviously what you're leading to. He gets number seven this week, which I don't need to say this to any of our listeners, but goes, you know, it's a historic number to LSU, goes to the big star, the playmaker, all that stuff. And it's relevant just because, and I know in the past, seven is almost, for, there's a bigger discussion I don't really want to have today about how seven's kind of lost some of its luster. But still, <laughs> I think Brian Kelly, of all people, would have had no problem saying, screw this, seven's just not getting get, going to get given out this year. Like, Almost everything he's been doing this year is almost kind of implying he might, right? Just in terms right. of like, all right, guys, we're cutting this prima donna stuff, we're accountability, all that. Like, you got to earn all this stuff. Like, I would not have been surprised at all if no one got it, and I definitely didn't expect Keishon Boudet to get it. So I, it really, and, and it meant something, I guess, that he actually did this summer give him number seven. Because in, in credit to Kelly, he said this even at media days. He said, you know, like. He had this proves he clearly earned some trust between then and now for me to give this to him. So I don't think this is some drastic, massive news, but it's a good sign that Boutte has probably done the things they were asking of him and kind of turned around things with Kelly. It's a great sign. And honestly, I it made me I was expecting seven and numbers in general to not be a thing this year. That is a classic, especially somebody like Kelly. It's like. Can we please let go of these like arcane things that, you know, people love, but at the same time, like people do love it and clearly the players get into it. You know, I don't know if you saw that story yesterday, how, um, uh, Mario Cristobal is getting rid of the turnover chain at Miami. It was just like, we don't need this anymore. Um, I, I thought that Kelly was going to do that. Um, 
LSU does not have an 18 right now, right? Am I am I correct in that? They do not. So I'm kind of assuming that that doesn't happen this year. I'm not expecting that, and I'm okay with that. Give that a rest. Let's kind of reset. But I think the only person who could have had seven this year is Kayshawn. And I was fascinated by something that Kelly said um, in his quote, which probably gets overlooked. He said, it's, it's, you know, I think it's an important thing, and it's an important thing to kids, you know, from Louisiana. And that kind of dovetails with this recruiting narrative that, that is going Ooh. on. And I think it's a really smart move. Because if you think back to the sevens that we that LSU has had, um, the biggest bust that I know is Jonathan Giles. Um, but otherwise, most of the sevens have been, in, in my memory, have been Louisiana kids. And we could talk about, you know, the Derek Stingley narrative is old. Uh, Derek did not get to wear it much, but Derek deserved it. Mr. Louisiana, you know, before that it was going to be Jamar Chase and then Jamar Chase True. opted out. Um, you know, it's Tyron Matthew. Patrick Peterson's a Florida guy. But, you know, you see what I'm saying here that like... I was going to say though, I, I was a little intrigued by the Louisiana. I mean, I guess and maybe he wants to get back to that. That would be interesting. But I, I feel I like that. there was a run where it wasn't at all. Like you said, uh, Peterson was Florida, right? Um, Delpit was... Why am I Delp- a Texas. Houston kid? Tech, but yeah, but New Orleans. But he's from Louisiana. But still, but yeah, okay, you could play that one. Uh, Giles is obviously a disaster, but still, Giles is not from Louisiana. Uh, Jacoby Stevens is not from Louisiana. I don't know. Uh, I feel like there was a run where what maybe maybe that's actually. I'm I'm not arguing you. I'm like maybe this is supporting your theory. It kind of like as it got away from Louisiana, that's when things kind of got a little flawed. So hey, maybe you're right. DJ Chark, Louisiana guy. Yes, he's Louisiana. Yeah, Alexandria. Alexandria. Yep. So he's he's a beloved number seven in a in a bad year to me that I was um I'm I'm proud of DJ Truck being number seven. So I do think it's interesting that he said that, and I hope that that kind of might be a narrative too to recruiting because like these kids growing up right now have seen these big number sevens, and Tyron Matthew is back in New Orleans, you know, saying hi. I kind of made number seven what it is, and then. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's fascinating. I think it's a great sign. It kind of, I was thinking this yesterday, uh, in anticipation of this podcast and where I am as an LSU fan, uh, in the schedule, this is my period when I convince myself that LSU is going to win at minimum 10 games, no matter how, no matter how bad things are. Like this is just, this is a function of how my brain works when I am emotionally invested in this. This is probably the thing I'm most emotionally invested in outside of like my family in my life. Um, so right now, it's like the, the point in the, the superhero story where like things are clicking. Because, so which, because I, because which I is want happening more? Click. Which is happening more as this is happening for you? Is it more you like? I'm just curious how this works because I do this too with teams I root for. But are you more like exponent, like multiplying the positives or? Just saying, like, eh, the negatives aren't that bad. Like, which is happening more? Both. Fair. So what's happening is that, you know, and, and this is a good reference to the story that you wrote, kind of like a reset before fall camp, which you, you guys should go read if you're athletic subscribers, which you should be. Um, Birdie has a story up this morning just kind of, like, going over where everything is after media days. It's a good recap of where we are and where we're headed. And it's, like, the, the positives – it, it is this weird dichotomy of I worry about them all summer, like all May, all June. I'm like, 
God. I was like, what are we, what are, what is LSU going to do? Like, they're going to kill me this fall. Like, oh, my God, the offensive line, is, is anybody even going to play? Like, we shouldn't even field them. And then, you know, Kayshawn gets number seven. LSU goes in this recruiting run. You know, uh, everything seems very stable. That's what I'm loving. You know, I, I, I think a narrative that came out of, to me, from SEC Media Days, we were talking about this before we recorded, was that it was kind of boring. And I'm okay with that. We don't need... We don't need the guy who wins the hearts and minds of media members at SEC Media Days. Nick Saban has never done that. You know, Kirby Smart will never do that. And that makes me feel comfortable. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, that makes me think, oh, they've got it together. Like, these guys aren't, these guys are new, but they aren't, like, still moving into their house or, like, you know, just trying to figure out what they're doing. Like, I think it feels like they have it on the right track. They are giving number seven to Keishan Bouti, who is bought in who is, as we were talking about before, like going to be one of the best players in college football this year. You know, we have, see, and here's where my fan brain goes. Yeah, I yeah. see the quarterback competition and other people might say, oh, man, they don't have a clear-cut quarterback. I don't know. And I look at it and I say, we got three really good options at quarterback. Like, I'm excited about all of them. No, and then I mean, I'm like, then I'm like, you know, this, Brian Kelly has always had these good, these teams with good offensive line. I'm like, I am trusting the coaches he has on staff. I'm trusting the development. I'm trusting the young kid that came in. I'm trusting all this. Like they, they are going to be a competent enough unit to where LSU can succeed because they are stacked everywhere else. That's yeah, my no, fan brain. No, I mean, I, I, that is the definition of fan brain. And I love it. I'm here for it. And I, I think I'm with you on the quarterback part. I tend to view it as three pretty solid quarterbacks, uh, but I, I do tend to like, the last two years have broken my brain, so I'm like, man, maybe I like give them the benefit of the doubt too often, and then it actually turns out they're all like C minuses. That's basically what happened the last two years. So it's like yeah. maybe I need to stop doing that. Um, o line, I think I'm pivoting toward more like this. Might this isn't me arguing you because that's you even said it's your fan brain. I'm just kind of talking, but like I do think it might be a bit of an issue. Um, you know, Kelly even told us Monday. Some he was directly asked like which area needs to accelerate the most between now and first game, and he's like, that, like clearly the offensive line um and it's like i think by the time i left spring i was kind of positive on it and i think now as i've gotten more distance i'm like wait if you really boil this down by the way i think campbell's a stud but it's like wait their their o-line is a true freshman at left tackle Mm -hmm. two transfers that look solid but they're small school transfers so that has their own questions and then like a bunch of sophomores and juniors with very little experience and like you know or like guys three or four of them are coming off injury you know what i mean just like my gut has always been like i think it's gonna be like a c c plus i think brad davis is really good and i do think that but like i'm just like huh i think i might be yada yaddying away a lot of things with the o-line so i'm I'm just trying to help my own like sanity and right. kind of scale it back a little and be like okay that's probably gonna be the the weakness so that's not me arguing you or telling you not to be optimistic that's no, just my own know. This, this, there are two wolves that live inside me, Brody. One is LSU playoff participant every year, and one is six win LSU, and I want to jump off the Mississippi River Bridge. Like, and there's no middle ground there. So, so like you know, the moment that Florida State goes up fourteen nothing in the Superdome, uh, I'm gonna hate everything and want everybody fired again. Um, but just saying, this is the part of the you know, and then it really. Uh, greases the skids for me to go into the fall camp where like nothing really ever goes wrong in a fall camp unless there's like some like arrest or 
you know, LSU had a stretch there of like, you know, there's the some wild fall camps for a little bit. Yeah. The, the infamous Shady's nightclub fight. Uh, that's, Ooh, that's a good college. one. 2018 camp was pretty wild. There was like a player yeah. revolt. Like the mm-hmm. locker room was split. Two guys transfer, two quarterbacks transfer on the same day. That was a yeah. juicy one. But most of the time, yes, you were right. So I, I am expecting a very boring and positive fall camp. You know, guys are looking great. Guys are in good shape. We we feel comfortable with where the offense is. The defense is flying around. We expect the defense to be fast. We're gonna we're gonna be multiple. We're gonna get after the quarterback. That's what I and then I'm gonna be like, yeah, LSU's gonna sack the quarterback ten times a game. That's so that's just gonna be me for the next month and a half. Um and I'm trying to and then I'm trying to poke holes in it. The offensive line is my biggest worry. That's what you're telling me. I mean I think, I I think agree, I've always but, said corner was, and I think and I think corner is still a real concern. But I've kind of have any health updates on Bernard Converse. Yeah, yeah. Kelly said from the start, like, yeah, he's going to be fine. This isn't like a big thing. It's just kind of he's going to have to miss spring. I I haven't checked, so that's a good question. I guess I should make sure, but I think he's going to be fine. Banks in theory is fine. You just always wonder about like, well, shoot, like, could his hip? you know whatever at any moment but yeah in theory as far as i know all four corners that they added should be good to go this is the stuff i miss when i am feeding an infant and that is not sleeping i apologize to jerk bernard converse oh god no that i mean that was like four months ago you're good but uh yeah so corner's always been my number one and i just think now i'm like starting to be like wait i think i'm explaining away the o-line too much and i think i'm forgetting that like my whole thing is from the start, as you know, has always just been like, we shouldn't assume transfers are going to be exactly what they were. Like, I keep repeating, like, this isn't a video game where you're an 83 and you get traded and you're still an 83. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of context. So, like, I've kind of just constantly been like, man, like, I don't think you can rely on all transfers at corner. But, you know, you have four. Three of them look were pretty darn good. So it's just, you know, you probably will be able to piece together a, a secondary, but I don't think it's going to be a strength or anything. But right. either way. Anything else from uh, Media Days and the team you want to check in on? I do. The the only other art, you know, I as, as I, I explained my neuroses there, um, the difference this year that I can say very objectively and that I feel calm enough about is that the floor is higher with I do feel new coaching way. staff, and I hope that, that instinct is correct. I could be wrong on that. I we have not seen a Brian Kelly LSU team play, but these last couple of years were a, a little scarring uh great moments but you know it was a lower floor than we've had in decades uh it felt like so i i feel like going in you know uh the fan brain in me is telling not telling me nine or ten wins but i hope the floor is eight that's that's what i'm thinking i'm yeah, hoping I think this what, team is is at least eight an eight win team i think what happens a lot when we do that and i am so guilty of this is like we get to predicting nine and 10 games because you look game by game and think like you in theory are favored in this. You in theory are favored in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then you forget that like, but still that game that you in theory, it's still like a percentage, right? It's still like right. 58% or 60%. You're not like, and that's, I think where we get in danger is just kind of like, because you probably win, you think that like, and it's just usually there's a middle balance in there. That's kind of why I'm like, yeah, I think LSU will be favored in ten of twelve games. I also think they win eight. You know, that's just kind of yeah. I think, and it's just tough because I think you're right. I think the floor is raised, and this is not me saying I believe this. This is me just like, there's how often though do we see a team where the floor is raised and it's accurate? It's accurate, but like 
that floor raising leads means a lot of like close losses. You know what I mean? Where it's like Ugh. harder to that. I mean, it sucks as a fan, but like, yeah. And do not take this comp literally. Cause I'm, I do not think LSU is going three and nine. So like, Ooh, please don't do this. I, I love this setup. Please. I, I know. But I just mean like, you know, like Sam Pittman's first year, you know, like they only won three games or three and seven, I think like, how but every, you. no, you know what I'm saying though? Like everybody was coming out of that year being like, holy crap. Pittman's fixing Arkansas, even though they weren't winning games. And again, the LSU version of that might be in seven, but or eight, but just prepare. Like that's a thing that happens, you know. Like the the floor is raising, but it doesn't mean you win yet. And I think that I can't believe sometimes. you just compared LSU to Arkansas. I'm so mad at you. Um, I'm just not even gonna like engage with this after nine <laughs> preface, nine prefaces. God. Um, do you want to talk Cruton? Okay. Yes. Recruiting run, Brody. Um, this is again, my fan brain. I'm like, Kelly's got it. Kelly, Brian Kelly is a master recruiter. The haters can, you know, go, uh, go away, shut their mouth. Um, what is your impression of the recruiting class as an unbiased observer? unlike myself. Yeah, I think, I think the main thing just take away from that big month of July that they're having right now is just, I think the way I put it in a piece I wrote like two weeks ago is more, it should calm your concerns, but it shouldn't make you like, great, everything's Gucci. You know, like, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Because going in July, yeah, there was real concern. And by the way, it wasn't invalid. Like, it was, they had five or six commits. You know, none were really, like, huge. Mac Markway was the big one, but still not many of them were, like, big recruits. Uh, they were missing on, a, like, it seemed like they were missing on all these guys. And you combine that with the no Louisiana, the very few Louisiana kids thing. And, yeah, the narrative was rough. It didn't look good for this coach who's number one question around it. As much as people want to pretend the culture fit stuff was number one, recruiting's number one for Brian Kelly at LSU. So I think what this month did is it just shut people up, I guess, for lack of a better word. You know, you go on just a pretty unreal run of, I believe, 10 commits in the span of 12 to 13 days, and they weren't nothing. You know, Jalen Brown was a five-star receiver out of Miami. That's not a guy LSU gets, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, three different top, I believe, 200, well, basically top 250 defensive linemen, or four. No, yeah, Deshaun Womack, Jackson Howard, Joshua Mickens, and Darren Reed. And by the way, Darren Reed's the only one that's in the 200s, but... Again, this can get obnoxious doing this, but on three, who I think does great work, they've staffed really well, and they have really good evaluators, they have him as a top 50 overall player in the country. Just for, like, we're still going to use composite because that's what we use because it's balanced, but it's worth knowing. Like, some people think he's actually elite. So point being, add Caleb Jackson, the, the top 200 running back, like, it's just a, all of a sudden you just filled out this very national, really talented class, and now number eight in the country, and they're in position for all these guys. They've they've checked a lot of their biggest you know holes. I think O line's going to be a huge question to end this class. They're in the mix for three or four really highly rated guys, really good O linemen, but like all of them are like they're in a two man race and they might not get them. So that's going to be the interesting thing to follow. All of this long winded thing to say, it's gonna that's gonna shut people up a little. But as you know, and luckily you've been on vacation there's still a ton of frustration in the fan base about how not many of these commits are Louisiana kids. The top Louisiana kids as that are committed right now, aren't going to LSU. You know, your, your Derek Williams, the five-star safety is going to Texas, obviously the quarterbacks, even though that's unfair. And now all of a sudden people are being like, man, this guy, you know, came here because Louisiana is easy to recruit and he's not recruiting Louisiana. And that is kind of a, 
an exhausting discussion we could spend hours on, but I think it's a little unfair. I'm going to give you a short thesis and then we can move on because I do not want to be exhausting about this. And I want to give you some credit because if our listeners watched you on the Paul Feinbaum show, I think you guys talked about this and Paul kind of trotted out this narrative and I think you did a good job answering it. But I'll I'll give a a slight fan uh, perspective on it too. Uh, A, yes, it is very important to me as an LSU fan that LSU recruits Louisiana well. I mean, uh, we're going from the most Louisiana coach possible. It was a good move to not be there. But, you know, when you're going to a guy like Brian Kelly or it's very comparable to a Les Miles hire or a Nick Saban hire, you, you need to, to tie in that fan base and get those Louisiana kids. That's it's very important to us. You know, we are a, a small state overall and that that produces a lot of football talent. And so it's it's pretty cool that the one of the smaller states in the union produces more football talent per capita and has one of the best 10 football programs in the country because of it. Very important. At the same time, Brian Kelly is coming uh, a little late. Uh, he, he was a little late in the coach's hiring cycle coming to LSU. Um, he already managed a national football brand and was a pretty good recruiter there at a uh, school that was harder to get into, harder to get people into. Already had existing relationships that he was working on, him and his staff that he brought, uh, was working on over years because recruiting takes years, you know. Uh, you, you get introduced to a, a prospect at 15, 16 years old, and then, you know, 10 coaches, 10, 15, 20 coaches have to uh, forge relationships with this with a kid and his family, whoever is around him, to convince this person that you will nurture him into a successful uh, career and life afterward. And so Brian Kelly is on the proverbial 10-yard line with, you know, many kids. And then he is expected to swoop in and convince these Louisiana kids who have also been talking to other coaches at other programs for years at this point that they should bail and come come hang out with him just because of the name on his chest, the LSU, that he has been representing for a hot few months. So – I think it's very impressive that Brian Kelly is pulling together a top 10 recruiting class after being late in the cycle, after, you know, not having the time with a lot of these kids. And yes, they may be pulling in kids that are not Louisiana kids, but we like non-Louisiana kids too. Uh, Patrick (laughs) Peterson, like we said, is from Florida. Uh, Joe Burrow had never stepped foot in the state of Louisiana before he got here. That's a terrible comparison for anybody coming in. But I'm just saying that, I think he should be applauded for the efforts he has made on the recruiting front. And the Louisiana worry is a year to me. I think yes. we, if, if, if it is a problem next year, yes, we should talk about it because he will have had a year to talk to these kids. And it is, it's LSU. Like a lot of people maybe think that you should flash the name and say, LSU wants you and the kids should line up and say, I'm there. But if, if, if he has proof of concept if he has two, three big wins this year and it's fun and it looks great and these guys are developing, then he should be in great position next year and going forward however long he's here. Is that fair? No, I think you pretty much put my argument perfectly. I couldn't agree more. Well put. Like I, And I think, first off, the main thing I agree with is the point that they were on the 10-yard line. And that's obviously like 
whatever analogies are what they are but like yeah like they, and he hired a national staff like jamar kane was at oklahoma where you basically have to recruit nationally and he that's why he did such a good job with some of these national defensive line prospects brian polian and kelly and uh kerry cooks um robert steeples has had a lot of st louis connections like this entire joe well joe sloan's louisiana but he's pretty good recruiter all over so much of this class is just built up of these guys who had these relationships and if you're going to credit him for being able to have these relationships that carried over into 2023 and be able to land these kids at LSU nationally you have to use that same benefit of the doubt to realize that that he he does not have that yet with Louisiana kids and wait and see if he can do that when he gets to that kind of 10-yard line stuff in 24 and 25. And this defense isn't absolving him. I don't think fans are wrong for being frustrated. You should be frustrated if LSU is falling behind in recruiting. That is not wrong. It's just kind of being like, take a second. You know, that's all. I don't, yeah. I don't, I I do not want to ever sound like we're saying like, no, 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 you're wrong for being mad. Because no, if you if LSU stays at the number eight recruiting class every single year for the next 10 years, that then yeah, they will be behind. I think that is fair to say. Like that is not quite good enough. But Give them 2024. If they strike out in Louisiana 2024, oh, yeah, hit that panic button, my guy. Mm. But it's just not that simple. I mean, the best way, I think, and I know it's exhausting, but the best way to go through it is just go player by player in 2023, right? Arch Manning and Eli Holstein, these two top ones, these two star quarterbacks. Well, neither of them were ever going to LSU, whether it was Ogeron or really, I don't, I don't think there's many people that could have hired that would have changed that situation. And that was the case well before Kelly got hired. And if anything, they made up ground there pretty well, but they just weren't coming to LSU. So can't hold that against him. Uh, Shelton Sampson, LSU's in very good position there. And I think they have a good chance at landing him. Five-star receiver. Derek Williams, Texas. He was probably going to LSU, but then LSU gets rid of Corey Raymond. And yes, you were probably, if you want to criticize Kelly for firing Corey Raymond or letting him walk, I should say, that's fair, but but like if you're trusting him and all that stuff, they were behind the second Corey Raymond was gone. And also, they're not out of it. They're still in it. They're going to keep going to that one until signing day. So Lance Hurd, number 58 player in the country, offensive tackle. He's probably coming to LSU. And then you go to the top 100 kid that's gained all the attention this week, Tackett Curtis, right? Number 89 player in the country, just committed to USC lot this week. A lot of people were upset about that, and I understand why. One, LSU was well behind on him before Kelly got hired. Two... And this is, I know, like, you can seem like now you're really doing defense. But just saying, like, I will just relay the information. Not saying I agree or don't agree. LSU, you know, staffers I've talked to rate Whit Weeks, the the commit they got from Virginia, higher than Tackett Curtis. You know, like, take Mm. that as you will. But that's just what they're adamant about. Jade Nosberry, obviously, the legacy. That's a big one. By the way, LSU very much wants him, right? I'm not, like, going to lie or anything like that. Right now, it looks like he's probably headed to Notre Dame or elsewhere. Academics are really big <laughs> for him. Funny. Yeah, right. But I know academics are really big for him. He's a really smart kid. Yeah, that one would sting. But he was looking elsewhere before. Jordan Matthews, if anything else, he's playing catch-up on that one. And they're actually doing a good job playing catch-up. I think they're really in it. But, again, it's just a lot of these are catch-up. And it's like if there's when you find one that LSU was like in a 50-50 battle for when he took over and then lost – Criticize, but I don't think it's that simple. Oh, and then lastly, Amarian Miller, the former commit, decommitted, just committed to Nebraska. The LSU kind of passed on him. He he can't. He decommitted. He camped at LSU in June, and then they kind of after after he camped was like, we're not really going to push for this guy. So I just think that stuff matters. So we'll see what happens. I know we probably need to move on, but judge 2024 harshly. You are right to judge that harshly. 2023. Let's just use some context. Write it, write it in his employment file. You know, 
we're looking at this. We're yeah. not making any snap judgments right now. You know, um, I think that's how we should look at it. I think you're right. Um, maybe the fan brain is me focusing on how he's pulled together this national class very quickly. Uh, and, and that I focus on that more than like the very um, accurate and valid concerns that you bring up. I'm like, look at this class, though. They're number eight. And I know oh, that's no, not I'm with standard. you. I, I think that's no, I think you are right for being happy with that. I think that's the correct outlook. You know what I mean? Like, it's not one or the yeah. other. I think you are right to be impressed with what they're doing and be like, all right, 2024 and five probably went a little higher. But well, I think with what they're doing, considering the circumstances and everything they were kind of playing catch up on is really impressive. I think it is, too. All right, Brody, let's transition to what will count as our last five minutes club and is the peak of offseason content. Now, you were just at SEC Media Days, which we kind of briefly talked about how, you know, it is just uh, the boring coaches are doing well. It is a preview of the season. Um, there's always a darling. There's always interesting storylines coming out of there. But it is the it is basically a big hangout for media and coaches and executives and everything. So, and I will pose this question to our listeners too, and they can judge after we talk about it. You know, um, who is the best? You've seen all these coaches in person. You have talked to them or talked around them. You've been around them uh, this week. Who is the most? Who would you rather hang out with the most? Who is the guy that you would crack up in a cold one, a porch beer with from SEC Media Days? Yes. Go. So you want me to just wait? I thought we're we not going down the list. We're just going to jump with who our number one is. I think that you should. I think you've thought about this more than me, and I'm going to play off of you. Well, I wanted to quickly go down the list and okay, porch bevs. I think so. I wanted to start with Brian Harson. Really. Well, I'm going down like a list I have I found online of AL.com, like ranking all the coaches, and I kind of wanted to start at the bottom. Let's go. Yeah. Brian Harson, and I feel like one's the minimum, right? Because, you know, you have to have one to find out if you don't want to have more. Brian right. Harson's one, one beverage, one. right? Doesn't he, seem that fun. Probably yeah. a lot of opinions that I'm not going to be super dope with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just does not seem like the most fun hang. Do I? That's, um, that's I, I. I check my phone. I'm about three fourths away through the beer. I check my phone and I say, "Ooh, Ooh yeah, I, I actually need a run." You know, I got. <laughs> oh man, this is a great. This is a great thing about having a baby too. It's like I. I Ooh, can't you were come built in for life. Yeah. Um, I'll skip through this one, Clark Lee. I'll be honest. I have like no opinion on. Um, okay, I want to talk about Clark Lee though. Because please do. Oh my god, I'm here for it. Uh, I think he might be the most confident person I've ever. Uh, his, his quote. I, I know that you have to say that kind of stuff. Oh, I saw this. But yeah. him saying that building Vanderbilt into the best football program in the country, I applause, round of applause for me that he said that with a straight face. Um, you know, there's part. It's especially somebody at Vanderbilt. I'm I'm applauding that. Vanderbilt's you know, like the literal only job in the country you can't say that. Anyone else, it's like, and it is the job where like, <laughs> no, that's the one. Like, no, I don't think so. And Vanderbilt is the job where I'm like. You know, let's be realistic. Let's let's say, look, we want to get back to the Jay Cutler days. Uh, we want to be competitive. This is the tough. We, we play in the toughest division, the toughest conference in football. Maybe not the toughest division, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. And especially now with the Georgia juggernaut right there and Tennessee on the come up, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we are going to be competitive in the SEC and have, you know, these great kids. And, like, that's what we want to do. Like, we want to – so, like, 
him saying <laughs> the best football program in the country, I just applause. Maybe he's a great time. Maybe he's like, let's go steal the Declaration of Independence. And you're like, what? <laughs> so yeah. I, only I counter is, t- man, uh, IU is pretty, like, as of like six years ago, is pretty much the Vanderbilt, Kansas comp of the Big Ten. Like, historically, they are, I think historically, they've, they had always been the number one worst Power Five college football until the last few years. But, and Tom Allen, day one being hired, was like, we're going to win the Big Ten title. Everybody laughed him off. And then, you know, uh, like, Two years ago, they were basically the Big Ten breaking their own rules away from mm-hmm. getting into the Big Ten title. So, Fan Brody. Breaking their own rules. It's, <laughs> it's bullshit. They did All technically right. break their own rules. Do I think IU deserved to be in the Big Ten title game? No. But I'm just saying, they did technically break the rule to get Ohio State in. Okay. All right. Clark that Lee, was a fun one. Here's oh, yeah. Rating. What's your answer? Sorry. Two and a half beers. And halfway through the second one, I'm either deciding we're going to another bar and it's going to yes. be crazy because he is like... You know, he's like, let's seize this night. Let's make, let's have the Vanderbilt wins the national title of a night. Or this guy's like just off. And I'm like, oh, this, that's when I check the phone. I'm like, yeah, that's a perfect answer because it's like, he is also the only one I think of these 14 coaches where like, we don't really know our read. Like, we don't yeah. really know. We know the rest of them. We don't really know mm-hmm. him. So I think that's a perfect answer. Do you think he's a guy who like, do you think his version of the Vanderbilt thing is basically just like when you're out, just like constantly being like, dude, this is the best night we've ever had. Like, this is yeah. amazing. Just a little yeah. fringe, little fringe guy energy. Maybe. <laughs> a little um, bit, yeah. Now 12 Shane Beamer. This one, I think he's going to rate highly. Yeah. But I do wonder, and by the way, my answer is probably five drinks. I'm going to put five. Mm-hmm. I think five's a good number. I, I agree with that. And the only reason I'm not higher is tell me I'm wrong here. There might be a little bit of like try hard to be cool energy there. You know, like, by the way, I love Shane Beamer. I love everything he's doing. I love the videos. I am so for it. And he is like such a fun, like, ray of sunshine in the SEC. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a little bit of that element of like the guy who publicly is always acting like he's super cool and hip. Well, yeah. The really cool guy isn't trying to act like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm giving him a lot of drink. energy. Oh, no. you know what my honest first thought comp is and maybe it's that he looks like a golfer a little justin thomas energy like oh. where it's like justin thomas does some stuff where you're like man that guy's awesome usa Ryder cup chugging beers it's like a little bit of a try hard energy there too so i yeah, think there's that's that but i'm getting five drinks with beamer like he's a fun yeah. dude I'm, I'm in yeah what's what's your thought he's probably like the thing is if, if we're at a bar he's probably buying me a few that try hard like no rounds Ooh, on me and i'm like love that and I'm like, at first, I'm like, hell yeah, this guy's awesome. And then I'm like, oh, man, I can buy my own. Like, you don't have to buy my friendship. <laughs> that, that That's where it could go south. But I'm saying maybe after maybe a couple in, you're like, this guy's legit. Yeah. I don't know. No. And like, they, I'm open they, to more. They popped last year. So I'm, I'm tentatively, I, I think it's incredible that, I mean, we saw him as a hire coming in of like, oh, the son of a legend at a different school coming to one of the hardest places to win in the SEC. And maybe last year was a fluke. I don't yeah. know. He seem, he seems to like, but he seems love, to be I'm a real real vibes culture guy. That it, and that's how you have to win there. And you know, <laughs> so good for him. I'm I'm having yeah. a few with him for sure. Five is good. Okay, I think it's I think it's a good answer. Uh, now Eli Drinkwitz. I, I'm not I just mean, saying this because the stash comment. He's seven for me. Yeah, because I mean, he's he, funny. He did the, he did the whole thing of the Darth Vader bit last year with the boy. He drops digs, so you can tell like he can banter, but it's like his jokes are never like 
that I'm selling myself jokes. It's like, no, that's just kind of who he is jokes. You know what I mean? Mm. There's that slight difference between like Lane Kiffin doing stuff and like where it's like you're performing a little, right? And like Eli Drinkwitz where it's like, I think he's just kind of a sarcastic asshole a little bit, you know? And like, I'm here for that. He seems like a guy you could banter with about like a rap album, a Marvel movie, football. Yeah. Like, I, I also feel like think that, he uh, wouldn't fit I, in with I, us. I think that I, I think that he would Irish exit me, and I'm saying that because of his one season at App State. But like, <laughs> it's just like we look around and Eli's gone. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, a great night. Ooh, like you text them good. and say, "Hope you got home safe, man." Like I, I had a great night, but it's like I, I, we we're not going to see him again for six months. That's a really good take. All right, <laughs> all right. I'm, but I'm going seven. Where are you at? Um, I'm going to go six and a half. Oh, that's fine. And by the way, just for like reference, I feel like seven. What kind of drinks are we drinking? Beers. We're drinking beers and then, but like, but like with a decent percentage. Yeah, like like, a, like, um, a, like a low level IPA, you know, like a seven or eight percenter. Uh, see, I'm not going IPA if I'm going that much. I, that's what I'm, I'm trying to get. A, that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, okay. So like, uh, just a, just a nice lager. We're going with a good, a good solid yeah, lager. That's a good. Okay, just want to get six percent ABV. Mike Leach. I'm, oh, oof, that's zero. so hard. Zero. I'm not so. Telling. I respect that answer, and I get. But I think a lot of people would assume he's the obvious 10 drinker. Like, you know, like a lot of people would jump to, oh, my God, he's Mike Leach. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting. I'm not saying I'm getting there to a point. I mean, like, I'm getting to the same point you are. I think my answer is three, though, just for the, like, hey, man, the novelty of it. Like, you do want to be able to say you had three drinks with Mike Leach. You do want to hear some of his nonsense. But you are going to be ready to go after about an hour and a half. Like, I'm good. So I think three drinks, maybe maybe even two, but I think three is enough to be like, man, I spent a, I spent a night with Michael Leach, but I'm good. This no, okay. Here's a specific specific thing. I'm um, let's say Shane Beamer is the one that I that I'm hanging out with at the hotel lobby bar in Atlanta. We're two beers in to our five beers. Michael Leach comes up, and it's like, what are you guys doing tonight? Like, like you, you want to <laughs> go get a drink? And I'm like, oh man. I got a big day tomorrow. Um, I think I'm just going to hang here. He's like, no, I know this uh, secret spy bar where you have to give a code and we should go across town to there. And me and Shane go, I I don't know, man. Like, you have fun. I support that. I slap him on the back and I say, next time. And there will never be a next time. Zero. I'm tired. I love your confidence on this take because I agree with the sentiment. I'm just not as far as you. So I love he's, it. He's going to go full QAnon on me in, in 17 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, next, Billy Napier. I actually have no... This, I say this is somebody who's profiled Napier, spent a decent amount of time around Napier. Yeah, you know more than me. But I don't think I know what I want to... Like, I don't know my answer. I really don't because he's just kind of in this, like, he's cool in a down-to-earth guy but I wouldn't like describe him as inherently fun. You know, he's very like, I wouldn't say he's like overly serious. Like he could joke with you, but like, you know, he's just, he's a family guy. He's kind of like, everything's a process and all that. So like, I think three is the answer for him too. We're like, I'm, I'm going to have a nice night with Billy Napier. I am going to enjoy myself, but I'm not like, we still going. I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess, no. I guess this has played. It's, this has gone its length. Here's what he is. And, I'm not um, trying to leave is what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. He, he is the guy in the corporate world. If you work at a big company and like, it, you know, our, journalism is, is a little different. And, you know, having worked outside of journalism, it, it, it can be different when he's like, he's your coworker. You know, you have a work happy hour. You all go down to the bar 
um, he says, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to come. And you, you like working with him. But he's like, you know, I, I got stuff to do, and it's just not my thing. And you guys have a really polite nod, and you say, I'll see you tomorrow, man. Like, we, Ooh, we don't have to. We're, we're, we're not going to be the best friends outside of work. We're going to work well together. I respect what really you like do. But I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, like, we just, that's just not our thing, and that's cool. I, I'm not, yeah, I think it's a good take. Um, oof. I, so that's John, zero. Zero for Billy? I'm going three because I do stand by. Like, three. I think I will have a good time with him. I'm not trying to leave. But yeah, after three, it's probably just like, you know, it runs course. You know, we're good. See, for we'll see me, it. it's one. It's one. And we said, you know what? Like, great job on that project last week. Or like, <laughs> you know, that was a nice win that you had yeah. against uh, South Carolina. You know, they're a good team. And you beat them by three touchdowns. Like, that's pretty good in your first year. And then we clink our glass and say, all right, I'll, I'll see you next week. That's that. I, I, I love that. Um, I think it's correct. Next one is my only other one. I have literally no answer on Josh Heupel. Oh, I have no idea. Zero. Yeah, like um, I think he's probably okay. This is going to sound terrible. Okay, whenever I see like a former quarterback who kind of you know is more now like kind of like he looks more like an O lineman now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that yeah. probably means you're doing a little. God, this is terrible. Thank God it's an hour into the pod. It means you're probably having like a drink or two, right? So I think he might be like sneaky, really fun. Uh, this is going to be a two and reassess. Yeah, because I, I, I'm not going to go further because I know we're late. So I think that's the right answer on that one. Two and reassess. And then yeah. may, maybe maybe it's seven. Maybe it's two and bounce. You never know. Yeah. No, I think it's a good take. All right. Which is also, I think, where we're at with Hypo as a head coach, too. So that's the right answer. That's um, a great point. All right. I'll let you go first on this one because I'm figuring out my thoughts. Sam Pittman. Oh, 11, 12. Yeah. I, I think that's where we're at. Like, I... I, I know I, you know, this is more of a status thing and me being a, a, a douchey LSU fan that sees Arkansas as bo- below uh, my school. But like, I love Sam Pittman, man. Like, he's awesome. I, f- I feel like he would have the best stories and he would just like, we just have the best time. And he's like, there's something about him where he's known as this really fun, lovable guy, but not in the caricature way. Yeah. So like, I think he's like simultaneously this larger than life figure but also relatively grounded. Like we always, we see the big O line coach, but you hear him talk and you're like, Oh, you're like relatively like just a a dude. Like I think he's that perfect sweet spot of like very fun, but you also can just talk about some stuff. So it's like, yeah, I'm going 10 Bevs without a doubt. That's a great night. Like I don't, yeah, I don't think we're doing shots together, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't know that. I don't want to, but I never want the night to end either. Like that middle ground where it's like, I'm never like at a hundred, like let's rage. But I'm like, I don't want it to end. Let's keep one more. And it just mm-hmm. keeps, yeah. All right. Important. This one, I cannot wait to hear how we disagree. Lane Kiffin. I'll let you go. 15, 20. I'm one. Lane, one and, Lane and I are painting the town. One drink. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, Dude. You, you know my soft spot for Lane. I know, but here's the thing, man. He's so funny. I'll say two. I'm not going to, you know. He's so funny. I love like a lot of his bit and I'm here for it. But like talking to people around Ole Miss or anytime I hear him speak, I don't think he likes people that much. Like <laughs> he just kind of is like grumpy with everyone a lot of the time. And then I even asked like Ole Miss writers and they're like, yeah, I think he just likes like football and like, you know, other things. And like, interesting. I, I don't, he's not like, that and he's really good at doing what he's got to do to recruit and all that and like like i said i am pro kiffin he cracks me up 
but I don't think he's actually that fun of a hang. You're saying, no, here's the thing. I'm going in expecting like the most drinks ever. And you're saying he's bailing on me. Ooh, that honestly, I wasn't saying that, but maybe, yeah, probably that's a, but even that, I just think like he might not be that fun of like a, I just want to hang out with you. I think he'll just kind of be like, uh huh. Yeah, man. Imagine my face as I'm having the best time with Lane and he, (laughs) and and he looks at his phone and he says, I gotta go. And I'm like, no, this is supposed to be my move. Not you. Yeah. Don't do that against me. Look at the turntables. Um, that's a, yeah, I think that's a very real possibility, but okay. I love, that's our biggest differential. I love this. Lane is, Brian, Lane is breaking my heart and you're like, I don't want anything to do with that guy. Not anything to do with it. So I'll say two because I do like him. Uh, Brian Kelly. This one is tough it's, because it's, he's simultaneous. This is the one. I've, I've been, I've been wincing this the whole time. Have you? Yeah. It's like, he's simultaneously known as this like boring, not fun guy. But it's like you talk to anyone around him over the years, like the guy does love a drink and like he's Irish, you know, and like Irish Catholic. Right. And like he loves just to golf and like, you know, what I mean, like he's not what you think he is. Like, I mean, shoot, I'll even just to give you like from the reporting point of view, like everything about Kelly is he's very he's going to be hard on you. He's going to be demanding about what he asks you to do. But if you do what he asks you to do, go home to your family, man. Like. Go golf. Mm-hmm. Like it's very much just like, uh, and that's what he does. He's going to do his job and then he's going to golf and maybe have a drink. So like, I think six, I think he's oh, a good storyteller. Yeah. I think he's smart. So you can banter. There's a limit. Let's go, let's There's probably go, a limit. Okay. Because, because he is the coach of my favorite football team. I'm going to go six and I'm agreeing with six and I'm going reassess because I think if you're at a point, I cannot bail on Brian Kelly. For multiple reasons. A, like, <laughs> I would hate to let him down expectations-wise. Most of these other guys, I'm bailing, and I'm like, I don't care. I have things to do. But if Brian Kelly wants to have more than six drinks with me, I'm like, I, I can't not. Like, yeah, he's going to be like, you're really going to leave. It, it's it's like yeah. it's like I'm not doing one. Like you're you the, say you, how, how he the is will with the him. coaches. Yeah. He's like, you can go home when you've done what you're supposed to do. And what you're supposed to do is have, you know, a rager with me. And I'm like, y- yes, sir. Like, salute emoji like i will have another ipa with you and um yeah but i could also see see him being like you know what i think we're done for the night and and, you know i'll see you tomorrow and i'm like yes sir (laughs) i'm gonna go home now and i'm gonna get some good rest um that's fair i love it i'm i'm for it uh maybe after this year maybe that goes up to 10 who knows yeah and it's like yeah, that's a good point. Because it's like, I don't think I'd want to like go on a vacation with Brian Kelly, but I do think he's like a fun guy to talk to when he is like having fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I like six, but I, I love, yeah, there's a scenario where it's 10. Absolutely. Okay. This one it. is another one. I might even just like, I'll, I might let you steer me on this one because I don't know exactly where I stand. Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. Ooh. Seems normal. Seems likable. Solid, solid hang. Um, yeah. I'm going five and reassess. Five. Stoops. Yep. Five is the right answer. No further thought. Which is kind of, I think, how everyone feels as a head coach. Everyone's like, man, that guy does a great job. Is he going to win yeah, a title? No. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Like, he's he's picking a great bar. Or, or if I'm going over to his house or he's coming to mine, he's bringing, like, like wow, you brought, like, this really good beer that I really like. And you didn't even ask. Like, awesome. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Mark Stoops picks the place that, like. Like, oh, I didn't heard of that, but they have the best chicken sandwich you've ever had. And you're like, how did I not know about this? Like, yeah, we're he not, knows yeah. 
he knows like that element of it and that's not me fat shaming i'm just like he seems like he knows a good sandwich no no no. it's not fat shaming it's like you know just he's five. not gonna take me to a tasting menu and being like God, right no. the foie gras is crazy he's gonna be like just a really good chicken sandwich here and they got a good good selection of beers on tap and does awesome. mark stoops know the bartender <laughs> yes he does okay and it's and it's more of like a hey mr mark hey mr stoops like good to yeah, see yeah like a respect okay yep good call all right Ooh, this one could go any way you want like there's no wrong answer here jimbo fisher no wrong zero. answer zero okay i i get where you were coming from like i said no wrong answer but like he is he's the guy that i i'm sure that like jimbo would like to you know have a party and have a drink um I'm just, he, he's the guy on the other side of the bar who is, is getting a little loud and I'm just like, and maybe he's trying to like, you know, hey man, come over here. And I'm like, I'm good where I am, man. And that's, that's me as the LSU fan and him as the A&M person. And like, but I'm just like, I don't know. I, so not for me. I, uh, no wrong answers. Cause I think I know, I think I finally pinned down. Cause I, this is the one I've been thinking about the most. I'm at four, but I know exactly where I'm at with it, where it's like, I have friends who I feel this way about to a T. You are not one of them, don't worry. Where those first three drinks, I am having the actual time of my life. Like Jimbo's funny, he talks a lot, t- probably tells the literal best stories. Like just like detailed shitting on somebody, whatever. You know, like he is, I'm having so much fun for three drinks. And then like mm-hmm. midway through four, I'm just kind of like, not like I'm disliking. I'm just like, you know what? I'm spent. You know, this just took a lot out of me. You know, this was a, yeah. a high energy hang. And I got, I'm going to call it. So I think four is my answer. Like high efficiency fun, but got a swift fall off. So I'm going four. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm maybe I'm too old for this now, but I'm, I'm avoiding, I'm avoiding all that. I see that arc and I'm just yeah. saying, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go over this way and have a normal night. I love it. Okay. Kirby smart. I feel like Kirby's like he's the guy where I'm like he's he's your friend who is super accomplished and is you know has worked really hard to be where he's at. He's got a great family, but like you were with him ten years ago, and this guy loved to rip it up. And you, yeah, like, I want to get old Kirby out. Like leave the kids at home, Kirby. You gotta do get all your shit done. We we are having one night. And I like we're we're gonna paint the town, and that's what I want with Kirby. I want seven to eight beers with Kirby, and he's gonna be like, you know what? I haven't done this in a long time. I'm like, I know, man, this is awesome. It's like, do you want to go to another bar? Yeah, let's go to another bar, and then it just happens, and it's a great night. Yeah. I feel like Kirby's Kirby's got good vibes on that front. I feel like he does, right? Like he is someone who is as much of a huge figure as he's been in college football. I don't feel like I know that well. Like, cause he, cause he keeps it dry, but I get a vibe. There's like genuine coolness in there. Yeah. He doesn't like inherently show it, but I think he has real coolness underneath and, and he's never given me anything, any reason to think he's inherently not cool either. But yeah, it's like, you know, but he's, Hmm. I think he's Irish goodbye though. Like, Ooh, I, no, 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 no. I think, no, I, I think he's. I don't know. Maybe like I'm getting this from the uh, kind of behemoth he's already built at Georgia, but like <laughs> I think he's doing things the right way, and I don't think he's bailing. No, he's he's telling you like you know uh, the bartender told me that they're closing up and we gotta go. I know, lame, but we gotta leave. <laughs> so I think there might be. You know where I'm at with him? It's kind of all or nothing. Not in a rage way. Kind of the way I talked about Pittman though. Where like I feel like 
Kirby might be a slow burn fun. Like I'm having 10 drinks and we're just like having good vibes and it's just a good night. Or it might be two. Maybe it's two and I'm like, we don't have anything in common, do we, man? Like we don't really don't have much to talk about. There's that <laughs> scenario too. But I think, I think, yeah, I think he's just got low key cool vibes. So I'm saying 10. What was your number? He's like, I'm saying 10 as well. He's the okay. guy who like, if you run out of topics, you're like, the housing market's crazy, right? Everybody's got stories right? about the housing like market. I don't know what I'd actually converse with about Kirby Smart. <laughs> Most of these coaches, I'm like, I got three or four things in the holster. Kirby, I'm like, yeah, so three, four, huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, All right. Well, we've been going so long. My God. But Nick Saban. And the final one. I'm getting two. Yeah. I don't have that I'm much saying, to say. I'm like, saying, I bet you Saban will have a good time. We have too much history together. Um, he, it, he's really very, funny. Like when it's he a very tries one-sided to history, but I also don't <laughs> want to have a good time with Saban. I just you don't want to come away being like, God, I hate that I like him so much. Yeah, yeah, I no, and we're hey, I'm, I'm clinking him for the helping build the LSU program. We're not going to talk about him leaving or you know what he's currently doing. I'm going to say I respect what you do. Um, you've been involved in a lot of bad memories in my life, um, uh, but you're very good at your job. Uh, you know, let's talk about your retirement plans. Where, where are you going to live? What's what's next for Nick Saban? I think your move needs to be you need to get Nick Saban drunk. That's like maybe I, maybe I need to like get him to set like up his really downfall. thinking yeah. about you know you, yeah. shouldn't you be spending more time around your family? Yeah, yeah, I think that might be your move. But <laughs> so I'm just I, I'm just a secret agent that's like on a, on a mission, basically slowly drugging him into realizing that he should not terrorize my football program anymore. <laughs> um. Do you think after like four drinks, Nick Saban, because there's there's only two ways this can go, no in between. Do you think he becomes, the, the guard just goes down and he just becomes super fun and funny? Or do you think after four drinks, he just gets mean and like does like mm. mean stuff? I think he gets funny. I Unless so. something's I really, really gnawing do. at him. But like, it's one of those things where like, if something goes wrong, like, you know, we have bad service or, you know, I mess up something, I say something wrong, he can't let go of it. Ooh, Yeah. Yeah, like he's he like, can you really think that? You, because yeah, it, it unravels. He doesn't have like, control. Oh, control is the one thing he is the best at. So, like, yeah, yeah if he's a little drunk, yeah, all right, that works. You all know, right. the, the last point, and we should we should really get out of here. I I think it would be a great piece of content, and I don't know if who this would never get done, is to get bar recommendations around the SEC and restaurants from all these coaches. Like Kirby Smart Ooh. has been at like. You know, I feel like at least five SEC programs. Yeah. Nick Saban's been it too. All, but all these assistants are yo-yoing back and forth through all of these cities, either on the road or at home, you know, living there. Be a great restaurant guide. Where SEC coaches eat in the SEC. You know, where do Georgia coaches say you should go in Athens? Or what is, when you're, when you're a road coach, what is the one restaurant you have to go to on Friday night before the game, et cetera? Yeah, I like that. Anyway, I would um, love it. Brody, I would have uh, 20 beers with you. 16. <laughs> 16 and you're, and you're reassessing? Uh, yeah, like <laughs> the, the last four, you get real frustrating. <laughs> you do. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, thank you for listening, everybody. If, if you're yeah. still here, we If anyone made you. it this far, I mean, we have to give, because I want to find out who actually listened this far. We're, and it's got to be a... It's got to be a beer emoji, right? Well, a beer emoji. Uh, send us, let's see. A, I want to hear your thoughts on Brody's mustache. And B, 
tell us tell us the coach where we went the most wrong on uh hangout wise um with the beer emoji and we're recording this on thursday afternoon so this is the perfect friday podcast perfect sorry right, brody I'm, well um I'm tired. we will see we will see you <laughs> next week brody um i am back uh yes. for the time being we're, we're doing it football season is very close Cannot wait, my dude. We're, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do this journey together. Thanks for R- listening. Greatest five stars. Uh, we're gonna be with you for this fall, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>